And then I play video games with all the time. You say queso a lot. Uh, no, I say do what? And he's like, do we? Do we. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Two Bags of Donuts. Two Bags of Donuts. Two Bags of Donuts. Jesus, look at that. Uh, R.I.P. headphone users. Oh, God, I gotta take care of that. I have to fix that no, now. No, Hunter's gonna listen to it, and I hope he bursts his eardrums. Um, okay, hey, welcome to the Two Bags of Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Um, welcome to episode six. Uh, we took last week off because I was a sad boy and I couldn't get my shit together to do the show. Um, and that's all we're going to say about it because it it was not... We sat down to record the show. Yeah. It wasn't all we were going to say about it. We yeah. sat down to record the show and then... Uh, <laughs> you always do it. You're like, it's all we're going to say, but here's a segue to the long ass story about anyway, it. But <laughs> anyway, here's more. <laughs> Uh, you know, we I just wasn't feeling up to it last week, which is super weird that I was the one that wasn't that wouldn't make myself available for it. Yeah. For for the podcast, I mean. I know that I skip out on social I was like situation me. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, I mean it is what it is, not a big deal. Yeah. I think this week will be better anyway. I think yeah, I think we prepared a little bit better. So we have a few topics to talk about today. Um for our icebreaker today, we thought about doing like childhood stories, like things yeah. that we thought were funny from when we were kids. Have you thought of anything yet? You know what's one memory I do have that just came I'm, to I'm my mind. I'm super excited to hear it. Um whenever I was a little kid I had a bunny with uh, a tie on it. I don't know if you remember I it. don't remember this. He had a tie. I had a bunny. <laughs> I, had, I had a bunny, Janae. <laughs> anyway, so he had this like yellow... If I remember him correctly, he was like a white gray bunny with like this... He had a goofy ass face. And he had this like yellow, bright yellow polka dotted tie mm-hmm. and like red suspender pant thing. Almost like Mickey Mouse type yeah. pants. Um, and I remember... I was yelling at my bunny one day, telling him he was fired, and Dad was like, he like yelled at me and he cussed at me. I don't remember what he said, but I remember like thinking like, oh my god, He's like I'm gonna beat your ass if you keep talking like that or something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> but that was a memory I have. That's like the first memory I have of ever getting yelled at in my life is me screaming at my bunny who's inanimate, that he was fired from a job that I obviously was not in charge of. And Dad screaming at me because I'm... This is two podcasts in a row that your phone has gone on. I know. I'm a horrible person. Um, But thank you because now I can turn mine on silent. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Your mistake is my... uh, Anyway. (laughs) I couldn't think think of a good word. It's a very funny bit. Um, what's a what, what's a story that you're so hilariously, which you just said as far as like your first memory getting yelled at? I absolutely remember the first time I got yelled at, or at least the first memory I have of getting yelled at. I had to have been like three or four years old, uh-huh. like young as shit, and this was when we were living in a tiny little mobile home, and you and I shared a bedroom. Was um, it in the one with like the the wood paneling walls where there was like bats and shit inside no. of there? Not Way that before one. that. Was it the red bunk bed? No, it's a blue bunk bed. Oh, shit. Like, before you have, like, cognizant memory. I was, like, memory. two. Yeah. I was, like, a little baby. I was, little, I was like, Addison's age. Baby. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, I, I remember, I don't remember why, but I had, had, like, a nightmare or something. And I was laying in bed just screaming for mom. 
Like, Mom, please have me. You know, do you remember being a kid and, like, crying at night and it, like, hurting your throat because there's just, like, no end to it? Yeah, that's when I would stop, usually. I, well. (laughs) Um, So, I was, like, screaming for Mom. And she comes running into the bedroom, and she gets in my face, and she's like, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm trying to sleep! I have to go to work tomorrow! And it's like, the earliest... That was like, worse than my nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> right. It was terrifying. But that's like, one of, one of, sorry, one of the earliest memories I have of being yelled at. I also remember Dad, like, trying to spank me and me running away from him and, like, hiding behind the couch and him jumping over the couch and it freaked me the fuck out. I was like, I don't know you could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, that's not in the rules. (laughs) Um, Dude, I couldn't tell you. I I remember getting my ass whooped from, like, forever in every memory I've ever had. And it's so funny because, like, between the two of us, I was definitely the one that got it way less. Yeah, I would say in your life, you probably got like a week's worth of lickings. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Brandon, that was like <laughs> one of the weirdest ways to say that. A week's worth of lickings. <laughs> say that five times fast. A week's worth of lickings. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say it once. <laughs> and it was not fast. <laughs> it felt oh, really fast. <laughs> I did something the other day where I thought I was moving so fast, and Patty was like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I was, I like grabbed her, and I thought I had like reached out and grabbed her real quick, like because we were like messing around or whatever, and she was like, why are you moving so slow? And I was like, I thought I was what? a speedy boy. Right? I thought I was hauling ass, and I was not. <laughs> um, do, you, do you have anything from when we were kids like together like anything that you can think of not like all of my memories are like dumb shit you know what i mean like Like, what like we used to i remember in the morning specifically we'd go we had a trampoline in the backyard at shirts and we would go and we'd have like we had like fucking toy lightsabers (laughs) we had naruto fucking headbands (laughs) we were like <laughs> fucking Jedi ninjas and shit coming out there. And we would just beat the shit out of each other with these lightsabers to the point that we were both just angry at each other. And then one time we didn't have any lightsabers. I'm pretty sure we saw the ninja fucking headbands though. And we were like spitting on each other. Yeah, I was about to say spitting on each other. It was so, so fucking fun. gross. Because I hate spit, bro. It was so fucking gross. And I'm so, sure it has to do with something back then. I don't know, man. That shit was nasty. Oh, that is but so funny. I remember mom coming out and was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, you're getting all <laughs> hella mad. And I was like, bro, like, Bruh. we're just spitting on each other, man. <laughs> she said something one time. I remember this is a weird memory I have. Uh, she said something about, like, puberty one day. And talking about getting hairs on your nards. And I was like, Mom, I already got hair on my nards. <laughs> right. Do you remember that? I remember so. I remember when I was probably six. And Dad called me into the living room at, at his and Vanessa's house at the time. It was that wood panel mobile home you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I guess they'd been arguing about, like, how old, how old Dad was when he got pubic hair or whatever. And Dad asked me, he was like, Austin. Do you have hair on your balls? I was like, what? He was like, 
do you have hair on your balls? <laughs> and I was like six years old. And the answer was yes. And and I just couldn't say it. I was like, I don't I don't know what you mean, Dad. <laughs> Please, Daddy, stop. <laughs> and he was like, just answer the question. I was like, yes. He was like, okay, go play. <laughs> it was it was so weird. That is an awkward like that like, made what me a feel awkward just now like, talking about right, it. That was an uncomfortable weird, thing to talk about with your dad. Uh, I'm all out of milk, man. Um, that sucks. Um, there was another one. There was another one that I had that I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Um, I remember you having a bunny and it died and then they like got you another one and was like, yeah, it's him. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember beating myself up over Dennis running away. You know what I remember? I remember having a 20-year-old dog friend that just, like, died one day. You know what I'm saying? Blackie. Oh, yeah. It's such a racist name. Kevin's. You would never, you should never call a dog something like Blackie. Obviously, a, a baby probably named him. But he, um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a good dog. Yeah, dad, dad had to bury him and then lied to Kevin about it. <laughs> that was like that dog was like my best friend. He tried to eat dad a few times because dad was trying to push me into the pool yeah, and I shit. That. that was fun times, yeah. man. Good shit. What was the memory that you had? That you I, I really can't. I can't remember. It was. You used to run me over in a go kart all the time. That was that was fun. We had a go kart and I, I Brandon would be sitting in the passenger seat. And it was a tiny little fucking NASCAR turn that bitch. That thing only <laughs> go thirty miles an hour. You turned it at fifty, and I fucking fly uh, out of that thing. So, so we had dirt roads and stuff out at where our dad lived at the time, and we would we would take that thing, or I would, I would take that thing on a turn so sharp that Brandon would fall out of the passenger seat and get run over by the back tires. <laughs> like, and bro, I'm telling you, this thing is not made to go fast, but somehow, <laughs> around a turn, Austin would like shift into some unknown fourth gear and just fucking fly it was, it was great i fucking loved that it was so much fun and then all of my friends know about it because they're austin's friends usually and so austin i guess works with like one of our close friends and she always like comes back and tells me all these stories that i don't even remember <laughs> until she starts talking about it. i'm like how like, that damn they did happen how does some bitch remember that shit <laughs> I retain some stuff, man. There's one that is super funny, and I cannot remember what it is at all. Um, I remember you and I used to fight, and you'd always go and like run and tell on me all the time. And then nine times out of ten, no one gave a shit. One of the funniest ones that I remember from when we were real little, real, real little, was uh, we were at the house in shirts, but we weren't living there. I think Aunt Sissy was living there. Um... And we were in the backyard, and there was a pair of, like, hedge clippers. Mm-hmm. And I pinched you on the ass with them. Mm-hmm. And I somehow blamed it on you. And didn't get in trouble for it. Like It sounds like a lot of our childhood, honestly. It does. It does. I was, a, I was a good kid, but I, I definitely never though. got in trouble for anything I did. You weren't a good kid, though. <laughs> you were, you were a, like an asshole. But the problem was, no one believed me, because I was just a baby. In their eyes. Even now, like, I have a kid and a wife, and, like, for the first, like, six to nine months of my daughter's life, people were still acting like I was some fucking, like, 15-year-old kid. I'm like, I'm a father with responsibilities, homie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my little brother, I wasn't allowed to drive him around for a while at first. 
Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, bro, like, I have a kid and a wife. Like, I'm not going to kill him. Like, he's my brother. <laughs> I don't drive like a dipshit. I don't know, like, what your problem is. And finally, Vanessa's like, yeah, come get him. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of looking at him. He's, he's he was, just at that age Yeah, now. He's, at a teen, he's like a teenager. And she's yeah. like, oh, you want to go to a brothel? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... Okay. Well, well, that was that was solid transition, <laughs> right? What a, what a segue. We definitely do this all the time. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was that went way better than I thought it would. We're like 13 minutes in. Nope. Um, not that it matters, but you know we like to keep the show around an hour. So I'm gonna give Brandon his due diligence, and we're gonna talk about. Sports. Why you make it sound like you're like? Ugh. I no 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 no. It's just. I I feel bad because you said something about it earlier that you wanted to talk about some sports stuff, and I was like, when was the last time we even did that? And it was like episode one. <laughs> yeah, like one, maybe two. I think I talked a little bit about it in episode two. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, not that much. So what's going on with sports in today's day and age? Uh, first thing I want to talk about is, I guess I'll talk about football, and that'll kind of segue into the next thing I want to talk sure. about. So preseason started with the Hall of Fame game. I was last weekend. So the Hall of Fame, whenever you get inducted to the Hall of Fame, they have like a whole ceremony for the Hall of Fame, and then there's a football game the next day. I think the Hall of Fame enshrinement's on Saturday, and then the Hall of Fame game's on Sunday. Um, but Baltimore played the Giants, and the Giants have a rookie. Oh, no, no, no. Baltimore didn't play the Giants. Who'd they play, man? I can't even remember. Um, but Baltimore played. They have this rookie named Lamar Jackson, who came from Louisville, and He's a stud. He was a Heisman Trophy winner his junior year. Um, he was an incredible ball player. And Baltimore, their biggest problem is that the only time they're good is when they have a good quarterback, which yeah. has been like never. And the only time <laughs> they did win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, who's like their longtime quarterback, was whenever he actually got a shit together and did well, they won a Super Bowl. And it was like in the play, Like they barely squeezed into the playoffs. <laughs> And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to be a quarterback now. And decided to like flip some internal switch and have like perfect passer rating through like one interception between the Just first Just like out of nowhere was a way better quarterback. Yeah, it was fucking weird. And the next year they paid him like $80 million. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like you take, look at this guy for the past, I think it was six years or something like that at that point. I was like, he has been mediocre to not good at best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... And then now he has a good run where he wins a Super Bowl. And now you want to pay him $80 million. That'd be like the Eagles last year. They won the Super Bowl yeah. with a backup quarterback. Well, his, he shouldn't be a backup, but he's their backup. Yeah. Um, that'd be like paying him $80 million because he happened to take them through the playoffs and win the <laughs> Super Bowl. It's like, I know you're the backup, but hey, you want us a Super Bowl? Here's all of our fucking money, and we're not going to be able to sign anybody else. <laughs> we're diving all in on you. Don't fuck it up. But you're still going to be the backup. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get paid more than the main guy, but the backup. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, so he fucking, Joe Flacco is a piece of shit. Um, he's awful. So he um, hopefully will get benched this year for Baltimore. Um, and there's RG3, which I'm sure you've heard of him before. No? No. Really? He played at Baylor. He played for the Redskins. He was a Heisman Trophy winner at Baylor. He played for the Redskins. It was phenomenal. I don't really follow football, man. Really? It's so weird that you don't even just, like, hear it. Like, hear about people. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Like, you, know, you turn so on much... ABC and, like, one of the main reporters is fucking Michael Strahan. When do I watch ABC? 
I don't know what you do. I just, not watch news. <laughs> I not I not watch news. I get on Twitter to look at video games. Yeah. <laughs> watch blogs. <laughs> blogs? Yeah. I watch blogs and I read vlogs. <laughs> just the description. <laughs> I don't like videos. I prefer audio and a written word. <laughs> but um but no, so uh, nice pity laugh. <laughs> No, I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> but no, um, Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to do great. In his preseason debut, he fucking killed it. That dude is so fast, he looks like you're like cheating in Madden. Like, he was like, like he dropped back, and I remember watching him just like, he didn't even take off past the line of scrimmage. He literally just like ran up and got out of the pocket, and it happened so fast. That it looked like everybody stopped around him and he just like moved. <laughs> like and he was then, Adam Sandler and, and then just yeah, like that's what looked like happened. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, like and then whenever he took off down the field, he got like twenty yards in like two seconds. It was fucking ridiculous. And he got the fucking shit knocked out of him because he didn't slide, but I'm sure he'll slide in the future. Um, the Cleveland Browns had their preseason debut with Baker Mayfield, who's the number one overall pick. Um, they have some really good rookies. I think the Browns <laughs> Honestly, have the most talented roster in the NFL in terms of everybody that's on it. Well, maybe finally someone will take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. It'll be Baker Mayfield, who I thought was a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, never would draft pick the stadium is. <laughs> anyway, continue. so Baker Mayfield is a uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, football arena. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a quarterback from Oklahoma. He's a walk-on at Texas Tech originally. Came from, first of all, like I said, as a walk-on, that means you don't have a scholarship and you tried out for the team and made it. Yeah. So he tried out for the team, worked from fifth-string quarterback all the way up to first, only in training camp. Like, he didn't even, like, he started his first game. Well, before the season. Yeah. His first, the first game of the season he started and whooped SMU, I think is who they played. And it was just like he killed him. Like he's so accurate. He's a big dude. He's quick. You know stuff like that. Yeah. It was just it was incredible. So it's South Missouri University. What SMU? No, it's Southern Methodist. It's in uh, Same it's in Texas. <laughs> um, and then he transferred over to Oklahoma because he didn't feel like he was progressing or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, because he's from Texas, but he um. He same thing. He went and he walked on to Oklahoma. He didn't have a scholarship or anything like that. Walked on, went from fourth string to first string before the first game ever started again, and then started the first game for Oklahoma and went and he won a Heisman Trophy. He took him to the college football playoffs last That's year. That's crazy. That's awesome. And uh, they lost against Georgia on some bullshit. How did he not have a scholarship if he was good enough to just He's walk small. on? He's only six foot one. Mm. Um, Only six foot one. As a quarterback, you want to be like six three to like six six. Like that's really where you want to be as a quarterback. Yeah, I guess to see over all these. Yeah, big-ass that's guys. the problem. Like you have some guys like Russell Wilson's five ten and three quarters. Drew Brees is five eleven. Um, and then I think the Drew next, Brees is five eleven. Yeah, he's short. He's wow, a pretty short guy. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers is like six two. Um, Tom Brady's six three and a half. Uh, Peyton Manning was six six. 
Eli Manning is 6'7", I think. Those boys look like they got rolled over with a rolling pin. Yeah, they're ugly some bitches. They're, <laughs> they're richer than I would ever imagine to be. Right. But... Like household names. Yeah, no, and so... And the Giants played, and they have the number two overall pick, who is Saquon Barkley. And he is the... Uh, sounds like a dog, honestly. Be- maybe it's because Barkley? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh. Didn't we have a dog named Barkley? That sounds right. And Shiloh. No. So we had a Shiloh and we had a Barkley. Barkley was Momo and Popo's Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So Shiloh was just Granny's dog. And then Barkley. And what's this dude's name again? Saquon Barkley. But to me in my head, that sounds like two dog names. <laughs> and I, I apologize if that sounds rude. That's just the way my brain associated The first time I ever heard his name, I was like, a dog? <laughs> like, like, I'm two. I was like, puppy? <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, um, he's phenomenal, bro. His first run was 39 yards ever in the NFL. They handed That's it off awesome. to him, and homeboy was patient, and he looked for a hole. As soon as he found it, went. And then he... Made Emmanuel Ogba, who's a guy who plays for Cleveland, he's a phenomenal defensive end. Um, this Stop thing is like, this. I know, it's like this way. Um, phenomenal defensive end, he made him look like a fucking idiot. And then he cut another guy inside and then broke outside, went 39 yards, and got pushed out of bounds. <laughs> but, um,. It's crazy. That's, I mean, that's awesome. That's got to be that's got to be really good for you. Like as as a rookie in the NFL, yeah. to have a solid play like that is your first play. And then like Baker Mayfield threw for he was eleven for twenty, so he had eleven completions and twenty attempts, um, two hundred and twelve yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. And he was throwing fucking dimes, bro. Like every time he threw the ball, it was deliberate. It was on time. It was exactly where he wanted to put it. I mean, he did phenomenal. Other than his incompletions, obviously, but right. Um, I mean, I yeah. feel like no matter what, that's gonna that's gonna like hang over so, you. So, so here's the thing: you could run a play. So an NFL quarterback can run twenty plays and complete all twenty passes. Um, if there's no defenders, and that's the thing people don't realize is like, it's not that he couldn't make the throw or whatever. It's that there's someone there that's yeah. disrupting the yeah. route, disrupting the timing, disrupting well, of all course. sorts of stuff. And, and the that's one that can't make throws is Tim Tebow. Yeah, and that <laughs> I attribute the whole Tim Tebow thing. This is funny you mention that because me and Corey have been having a lot of discussion about this. Corey's one of the guys I work with. I was about to say, I know exactly who Corey is. <laughs> but he, he's a guy from fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Born and raised Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Why does your voice crack when you do that voice? I don't know. It always Born does. and raised Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> but I actually, I went to Dunkin' Donuts yesterday when I, before I went to work and got anyway. a Dunkin' Donuts and coffee and stuff. So. But anyway, yeah, I um, blah, 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 blah. what was I gonna say? Tim Tebow. Tim yeah, Tebow. We, we've talked about the Tim Tebow thing. Like, like his coaches totally fucked him over. Yeah, they fu- like so. What happened is he came from what's called a spread offense, and a spread offense you're usually out of the shotgun, which is a five yard snap behind the center, um, and you don't have to do a ton of footwork. You have three step drops typically, versus in a pro style offense or even a West Coast offense, you're starting underneath the quarter or underneath the center. So you're taking five to seven step drops. And so in, the reason why you take a drop in, in football as a quarterback is to um, give you more time before the pass rush gets to you. And that's where you make your pocket is in that drop. And so that's where the linemen know to go and basically put a fucking circle around you of not getting fucked yeah. up. Um, so Tim Tebow, his problem was that he was left-handed 
and he would bring the ball down almost to his hip and then wind like, it up and throw yeah. it over the top, which is fine in college. Is This is what the, the scouts and all that stuff were saying. In college, that's fine because you're not playing with guys who are super fast and super smart and stuff like that. Like that defensive end you played at, you know, West, West Virginia University is going to be a physicist in two years and not a defensive end for the Giants. You know what I'm saying? And so it's okay to have sloppy, quote-unquote, sloppy mechanics whenever you're playing in college, but whenever you're in the NFL, they try to make it to where he, you know, you keep the ball high and tight, which is right. what you're supposed to do. They, they want to see, like, and, mechanics. Yeah, and they want a quick release. They want him to be able to cock back and throw it really fast. Yeah. And he's not. that's not how he throws. And so whenever you get that in your head, every time you go to throw the ball, you're not thinking of what the defender's doing. You're not thinking about where your receiver's going to be at. You're thinking about your mechanics now. And then whenever he does start to think about that, halfway through his throw, he thinks mechanics. And so then he's adjusting his arm mid-throw to try to have good mechanics, and then the ball goes into the dirt. Have you ever tried, like, have you ever been mixing something, and then you're like, I'm going to try to stir it the other way. Yeah, and it fucks it it all up. throws you off for a a few seconds, and Mm -hmm. then you kind of get back into the rhythm of it. I imagine it's a very similar thing, just like on a way bigger scale. Well, it's like patting your head and rubbing your belly, and then switching. And then switching immediately. It's like, it's impossible to do it. It's not impossible, but, I mean, it's hard. It's right. And so that was his thing is sometimes he... <laughs> Fuck it, I'll go play baseball. Well, his, <laughs> what happened was he didn't get any more NFL contracts because he was such a big deal in the media that everywhere he went, he caused... There's paparazzi there every single day of training camp. There's right. paparazzi there every day at practice. You get, you know... And only a few teams really get that. And those are usually teams that have these big, you know, star-like... They're players, obviously, but they're 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 like a circus attraction almost. Like everyone wants to come see them all the time, and so Tim Tebow had trouble with that, and then he was throwing balls in there. But you lo- you watch him in football; he's one of the most prolific passers of all time in college football. Yeah, like he oh, never no, yeah. he was Tebow accurate. was fantastic in college. He was, and it's not even like that. And he was he a fantastic just... athlete in college. He didn't weigh as much. He gained some muscle mass when he went to the NFL for sure. obvious reasons because he didn't want to get hurt right. as a quarterback. So. He was probably about 230 in college and about 245, 250 in the NFL, but which is a big fucking guy because he's only six foot two. Or he was six he was six three and he was two hundred and fifty pounds, which that's a big dude. That's like a tight end. Yeah. But he um my biggest problem with him was people tried to change how he threw and he he had videos in college where he would stand at the fifty yard line and they would put water bottles stuff. They would put water bottles on the, the corners of the where the pylons yeah. normally go. And he would throw the ball, and it would hit the lid off the water bottles. And I'm like, you're not an inaccurate passer if you're able to do stuff like that. It's the problem is he's in his head now instead of just being able yeah. to pass the ball and he's, be natural. He's more focused on yeah. his form rather than the pass. Exactly. And that's that's my thing is that that trips up a lot of players that come to the NFL is that they're told that what they've been doing, what they're great at, they're not doing it correctly. And so then they try to fix it, and it screws them up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's crazy. So you told me about this guy that you wanted to talk about this uh-huh. morning. Uh-huh. His name is uh, his name is Greg Hardy. He played for the Panthers, and he played for... Um, Dallas, you said? Yeah, he played for Dallas. He was a defensive end, if I'm correct. Either D-tackle or defensive end. I think he's a defensive end because of his height and his weight. Um, he's six foot four. Or he's actually, wait, no, no, he's 6'6". 
He's 6'6", 265 pounds what he weighs in at. And that's what I want to get to is he wants to be an NFL or a UFC fighter, rather. He was an NFL player. I think he played for either six or eight years, something like that, and he had a very good career. Let me ask you. Let me interrupt you real mm-hmm. quick. Dude, six six. Yeah, is that abnormal in the UFC? I feel like a that's, lot of that's people pretty we tall. see is it's pretty is tall. Average male height in the UFC. Well, it really just depends what weight class you're looking at. Um, anywhere. So you have weight classes from you have one twenty five. Well, sure, like the one twenty five isn't going to be wrestling or fight wrestling. Fighting at like six foot seven. Yeah, no, those guys are usually like five three. Sure, they're little bitty. So you have 125, 135, 145, 155, 170, 185, 205, um, and 265 are heavyweight. So you can really be like 230, 240 and be fighting heavyweight. But if you're 230, just cut the 25 pounds and go to 205. It's really not that hard because most people who are 230, unless you're a freak athlete, you usually have a little bit of body mass to cut. Right, right. Um, you're not 230 pounds of solid fucking muscle. Some people are. Right, But right. some, like Junior Dos Santos. But is, you're also not going to have a hard time fighting yeah. heavyweight if you're solid fucking muscle. Well, yeah, exactly. Junior Dos Santos is usually like 240, 250 range. Mm-hmm. And he, there's no way he would ever even get close to 205. Like yeah. he's like has like a six pack and he's jacked. Like the dude's big. Like Brock Lesnar's 265. He would never have a chance of. He's actually really like 280 and he cuts to 265. Yeah. And then, um, oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> this isn't hard. <laughs> what, what is happening? You wanted this changed, so we changed it, and it's, now everything's I gone wrong. I don't know why it's happening. Um, anyway, anyway, let's get back to, uh, you said his name, and I already forgot it. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. So he's, uh, he wanted to get into the UFC, and basically the, the route that you typically take to get to the UFC First of all, you join an MMA club, and you're going to be there for probably two years before you ever make a fight. Because most people want you to be a blue belt at least in jiu-jitsu, which takes anywhere from one to two years. Or it could take three months if you're fighting at a shitty school. Um, and then, basically, once you're a blue belt, you have your first amateur fight. And typically, you fight two to four amateur fights before you get your first professional fight. And you'll get paid about $35 for doing that professional fight. Um, if you have sponsors, you'll make a little bit more. Um, so say you then you would probably fight, let's say, five professional fights, you know, between three and five professional fights. And then you might get a chance at Dana White coming to watch you right? so that you can get into the UFC. It's a fucking grind. It usually takes like four to five, six years before you even get thought about getting into the UFC. Unless you're just a freak and you're knocking people out in three seconds right. and shit like that all the time. Um, or if you're a professional athlete. <laughs> right. Because there's An been... An NFL player. Yeah, there's been several people. Like Herschel Walker fought in Bellator, I believe. And he was a huge football player from Georgia and played for the Cowboys back in the day. And he made his UFC or his, his MMA debut at like 34 years old. Or no, 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 44 years old. He was like old. Um, but he's just a freak, freaking athlete. But um, but yeah, so you take that long road to get to the UFC. And what Dana White used to have is he used to have a show that was on YouTube and on Fight Pass and stuff like that. And it was called Dana White Looking for a Fight. Yeah. And it was him and three of his buddies who would travel all over the, the world and look for these UFC fights. Or these professional MMA fights that had UFC talent, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um. And then now he has this Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series where basically he puts on... It's like he has his own promotion where he's fighting. It's a professional fight, but it's not really for like the UFC, mm-hmm. but the UFC kind of puts it on. 
So it still goes on your record. So if you win or you lose, it's still a professional win or a professional loss. Um, But if he likes how you win, like say you knock someone out in 13 seconds or something like that, he there's a potential that he'll give you a contract. He usually gives out anywhere from one to three contracts in a night. He gave out like four contracts the other night. Um, And it's just, that's what he does. And he'll say... Basically, so what happened is on this Tuesday Night Contender Series, Greg Hardy came and fought for his very first ever professional UFC fight. It was He was on the Dana White Contender Series. Um, a lot of people were pissed off. But whenever you're a freak, when, if you're a professional athlete, you are a freak athlete. Like, like right. I understand it. So he, um, he came and he fought, and he knocked the dude out in like two minutes that he fought. And the guy had like four or five professional fights as well. Um, and Greg Hardy had zero. So, Greg Hardy knocked that guy out. Dude was out. And then uh, Dana White said, you know what? What I want to do is I want to sign you to a um, developmental contract. So, that means you're going to have one more fight in the Contender Series. And if I like what you did, I'll give you a UFC contract. Like an actual UFC contract. So, he fought a guy named Austin Lane last Tuesday. Or this, this past Tuesday. Was that the video you showed me? Yeah. And Goddamn, that dude's in the UFC now. <laughs> yeah. That and he knocked so Austin Lane was three and zero in professional fighting with all three of his wins being first round knockouts. So Austin Lane was not a slouch; like he was a good fighter, or he is a good fighter. It's not like he's not anymore. Um, he's just you, gonna get better. Judging strictly on the video you showed me, you would not think that. Yeah, like if I didn't know anything about these two guys, and you were telling me that they were both brand new and they're just now starting their professional fighting careers, I would say that that other guy has no luck being in the business. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, like, yeah, Greg Hardy killed it, man. He's he came out uh, basically guns a blazing. He was ready to go. He as a as a defensive lineman because I was a D lineman in high school and stuff. You have to come out with an intensity every single play. Like you have to have a mindset that you're going to always beat the person across from you, yeah. and it's all game long. If you're a defensive end, I'm going up against the tackle and that guard the entire game. And so that's kind of where his mindset is translating is I'm going to fuck this guy up whether I do it in 30 seconds or I do it in the full 15 minutes, you know, the three, five minute rounds. Um, He's going to get fucked up. And so he came out and he just had this dog looking face on him and he just, I don't think the other guy got a single punch off. I don't think he did. He took a couple swings and nothing landed. And so, I I mean, mean, it was was like a 20 second fight. If that, yeah, I'm thinking anywhere. I think it's anywhere from 16 to 19 seconds, something like that. It was unreal. It was crazy fast. He just came out there and just bang, 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 bang. They t- the longest part of the fight was they touched gloves. <laughs> yeah, and then they cut to Dana White and he's just sitting there smiling. He said, "Holy shit!" Whenever he knocked him out, he was like, "Holy shit!" And Greg Hardy, like I said, man, it's it's so hard to get good at stuff like footwork. Yeah. And stuff like grappling. Grappling is such a complex thing to get good at. Sure. And for someone who has never done any form of grappling or anything like that, he's only done football, mm-hmm. it's weird to see someone come out and be successful. And his grappling might be shitty. His first two fights, he didn't grapple at all. So, I don't know. I mean, someone might take him down and figure out that's the recipe to beat Greg Hardy is that he has no fucking idea what he's doing right. on the ground. Right. Because I know he hasn't been removed from football for two years yet. So, I know... Unless so, he was training I mean, and I didn't know no about it. He has like, right, he could have he could have been training in the last year or whatever yeah. of football. And plus, really, it doesn't take two years to get your blue belt if you're training full-time you don't have a job. 
Like that's really that's really what takes a long time to get to the UFC. Right, UFC. and when you've when you've played in the NFL for the last eight years mm-hmm. and have twenty million fucking dollars, yeah. you can afford to not have a full time. Yeah, job. exactly. And that's the thing is, um, he he's comfortable, man. Like he his house is more than likely paid for. His cars are more than likely sure. paid for. His only bill is probably electricity probably and this paying, gym membership. Paying the taxes on the property that he owns. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, man. Is um, I just don't. I th- I think that. And if he's smart, he moved out of California the or UFC, wherever he was living. The UFC, I don't know, because California has some of the best MMA training you can get anywhere. Well, I understand that, but also, like, financially, it's not sound. If I if I became a millionaire and I was dead set on keeping as much of that money as possible, I'd move to, like, fucking Oklahoma. Well, if he's smart, <laughs> he invested it, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He doesn't spend his money on a bunch of stupid shit or anything like that. His problem in the NFL, so this is what happened in the NFL, was that he... Um, he got in trouble for some substance abuse problems, like uh, smoking weed and stuff like that, and he got almost exonerated from the NFL. Um, he was a phenomenal player. That's what everybody would always say. He's a phenomenal player, but he just had some off the field issues that sure. that couldn't that he couldn't deal with. Um, and at this point, the UFC is even more strict on substance abuse. Well, if this is something he wants to do, then he'll get his yeah. shit together. And I guarantee he has already. Yeah. You know, I mean, that'd be my thing is that if I'm hosting this, you're getting tested by USADA before you even compete. Right. You know, because USADA tests all the UFC fighters, and if you can't come in clean for a Tuesday Night Contender Series, then why, why would then I expect... Why would, you give, why would he yeah. give you a title match? Why would, well, well, it's not even necessarily a title match, just I... Whenever you start in the UFC, typically you start with like a, a contract that's really not a lot, but it's like thirty thousand to show and thirty thousand to win. So it's sixty grand to fight, but you're only fighting four times a year. And I know that's a lot of money to like you or I, but right. But this guy that just made a few million dollars a year for the last. Well, it's not even just him. It's like as a professional athlete in general, like I would want to be making at least like a million bucks a year if I'm putting my body on the line, doing all sorts of stuff like that. But if I'm only making two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. Which, again, that's a healthy living, but the problem is it's usually kids that are getting paid that. There's usually guys who are like 24 to like 30, like that range, yeah. and they buy dumb shit that they really can't afford yet, yeah. you know? So, that's that's just kind of my thing, but I think the UFC is the most underpaid professional sport, like... Everywhere. I mean, those guys get fucked up. Yeah, and they don't get like Conor McGregor made more in this fight with Floyd Mayweather than what he made by far in his UFC career combined. Right. By a lot. Like the last ten years leading up to that. Yeah. Well, he fought for like five years, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I just estimating. He's one of those guys that didn't take long to get a UFC shot. Sure. Like he fought. I think he fought like four professional well, fights. Well, I mean, he's a good fighter. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's not good. He's the the best. In that weight division. Alright. Other than Khabib. But that's another thing I want to touch on is Habib and Connor got announced. I saw that. Habib Nurmagomedov is a Russian wrestler for the the Russian national team and stuff like that. And if you know anything about Cuba and Russia is that they don't fuck around when it comes to Olympic sports. Yeah. Like, your wrestling team in Cuba and Russia are phenomenal. Your judo team in Cuba and Russia are phenomenal. Your Taekwondo team in Cuba and Russia are phenomenal. Any combat sport that they are involved in, they just crush people and kill them. Um, Sometimes literally. But Habib Nurmagomedov has been training since he was like four. His dad has been like up his ass basically since that time, like trying to make sure that... It feels like something out of like 
a Rocky movie. That's basically what it is. Like, honestly, that's like how I would, uh, like, describe Habib Nurmagomedov. Right. Is Rocky. He's, like, he's fucking, uh, he's, uh, oh god, what is his name? He's, like, his son is supposed to be in the new Creed movie. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Fuck, the The Russian guy. Yeah, I can't believe I don't remember his name. It's, it's not a hard name to remember. Yeah. If you've seen the fucking movies, you, I, I don't I don't remember. Uh, but Habib is uh, 26-0 and 0 in MMA. He has 26 wins and zero losses. Is that right? Okay. What, 40 minutes? 40 minutes. Woo-woo. We're yeah. not going to talk about this one. Okay. Um, Just to try to keep it within an hour. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, Habib Nurmagomedov, he's he's 26-0. and 0, So that means he has 26 wins, zero yeah, losses. That's nuts. Um, Connor is 21-3. and three, So he has 21 wins and three losses. Two of them... Two of them were like before he was even in the UFC. One of them... Well, obviously not. <laughs> so you could be a professional fighter and not be in the UFC. Fight for a different promotion. Oh, okay. So the UFC counts your professional fighting career. Yeah. Like his... Like gotcha. Habib's... Um, professional record in the UFC is probably like 13-0 or something like that. Sure. But it's twenty six and zero, you know, right, all together. Right. And Connors is like eleven and one or something like that in the UFC. Um, <clears throat> wow. Uh, <sighs> but, but yeah, no, I really don't know how that fight's gonna go. Like, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I'll watch it. But if, the, if I have the free time, this too. is what I think is gonna happen though. Is I think Connor will either. I have two scenarios that's gonna happen, and there's a different victor in each one. Connor will come out. And he will have mastered the sprawl, making, you know, that's basically blocking takedowns. Yeah. He'll master the sprawl, and he will keep Habib from grappling, and he'll knock him out in the first or second round. Or, Habib comes out, and Connor has not even gotten close to mastering the sprawl. Connor gets taken down in the, early in the first round, and just gets his shit beat in by a guy who's unstoppable on the ground yeah. he has fantastic jiu-jitsu his ground and pound i've never seen anybody who can beat the shit out of somebody on the ground the way he can um yeah connor get knocked out tko in the first round if he doesn't know how to defend against defend it. a takedown sure. or he'll get submitted in the second round i think it'll be one of those two if habib does that'll win. be interesting to see so well, very we'll see. cool man yeah. Well, hey, we had a sports conversation. And I was again. actually interested in it. Nice. Like <laughs> that. That I, you know, that went well. Yeah, I like it. Um. So the exact opposite of sports <laughs> is video games. <laughs> uh, esports, brother. They, they're starting. You know, brother. you know what's crazy is that they are doing. ESPN has, has scholarships for this shit. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Shriner University, which is where I had a wrestling scholarship to go, but I didn't. Um. Which was the smartest thing you've ever done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just no regrets, but um, not even a letter, not even a letter, <laughs> but uh, but no, Shriner has a big esports thing. It's all over their Facebook and and everything like that. So Shriner University, which is a like Christian university type, like a private uh-huh. religious institute, um, they have an esports now. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Uh, a lot of like a lot of schools are, are doing scholarships for esports and like. Hey, if you think you're good at Fortnite, come and try out for our team. I and just then, don't get that Fortnite's such a garbage game. It's not. <laughs> hate Fortnite. You, you're, we're gonna get hate for you saying that. Can you stop bumping shit? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like all over the place, man. 
You got a big ass bowl of Wendy's surprise over here. Wendy's surprise? No. What is that? It was Pizza Hut mozzarella sticks. It says Wendy's on the top. No, it doesn't. Oh, bro. It says Wing Street, which is owned Jesus. by the Pizza Hut boys. You know, it's funny. It's only like eight mozzarella sticks. And this is a massive container, and they're not even that big. It's obnoxiously big. Oh, see, I saw this W. Yeah. I thought it said Wendy's. So anyway, video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I'm a Destiny boy. Destiny boy. <laughs> Destiny boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing, you know, nothing but Destiny. Uh, obviously. Obviously. So, stuff that's going on in Destiny right now. Why don't you just repeat, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Like, he said it like the same tone and everything. (laughs) It's like, he he just like had a scratch on (laughs) it. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, So, the current thing that's going on in Destiny right now is the Solstice of Heroes event, which Uh is this really cool thing, so... Every year in Destiny, and I, I may have talked about this before, I, I don't really keep track in my head as to what we've talked about as far as Destiny goes on the podcast, but every year they do this Moments of Triumph uh-huh. where um, they they do this thing before a new expansion or a new big release or whatever Yeah. where, hey, if you've been playing the game for the last year, that's awesome. Show that off. Like We'll give you cool in-game stuff and we'll give you this code for a shirt on our website. The shirt without the code is $777,000. Amazon has a price limit where if it's over a certain amount, you can't buy it from their online store. You have to call customer support and try to order it that way. You cannot order the shirt without the coupon code. That's why they jack the price up so high. Uh, and you get the coupon code by like completing... Normally, in the past several years, it's been 100% completion of everything that they say like you need to knock out before the end of the year kind of thing. And by end of the year, I mean before the next expansion releases, which is always in September. Um, like, the cutoff this year is August 28th. I already got my coupon code. I've already ordered my shirt. How much is it? Uh, it was like $35. Jesus Christ. It's, it's expensive. Shirt? Is it that shirt? It's it's like these, yeah. So I have two of them from the last two Why years. Why does the the most recent one look so tiny? This isn't the most recent one. Oh, the big blue one is. <laughs> Fuck you. I was just wondering. It's like a... they're actually the exact same size. That one, I think that one's just on a smaller hanger. I don't know. Um, so so you get these really cool shirts, and it's totally to commemorate. Like, hey, you know, lifed our game, and we appreciate it. Spend some money with us. More money. What if those shirts only started at 2x? Like, they're like, if, I know if you're playing this much. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you probably know, there's have like, a dieting there's like issue. unisex and, and women's sizes and stuff like that, so obviously. So it just starts at a women's XL. They only go up to a 4x, which I'm like barely at the bleeding edge of. And even to that, really? I wear like a 4x tall because I have a tall torso. Um, a tall torso? Tall torso. Tall torso. Sounds like a I'm, a I'm a tall boy and Italian term. And these oh. shirts don't ever fit me. Totor, so they said that the the website description of it is is different than these guys, so it might fit me better. I hope we'll see. Otherwise, I spend thirty five dollars on something I'm gonna hang up in my closet until I eventually don't lose any weight and die. <laughs> You'll lose weight if you try. Yep. Anyway. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> By the um, way, we're not ever going to update you on the diet. Yeah, because it didn't go well. Anyway, so we'll try again uh, one day. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon is still doing well. Anyway, video games. So 
The Solstice of Heroes <laughs> is really cool. So what they did for it this year, it, I should take a step back. So the last couple of years, they've done, in year one, they did like, hey, here's like these eight things that if you did them, it was, it was like the hardest things to do in the game at the time. If you did them, that's awesome. We'll give you like an emblem. They didn't do a shirt, I don't think, for that first year. The second year, they did. Oh, excuse me. Sound like a bark. <laughs> like a dog barking in the distance. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> like it's, it's 2 a.m. Can you stop interrupting me? It's 2 a.m. You're out there smoking a cigarette. You're like, um, that was puppy dog. <laughs> so the second year, they did... Um, they did, you know, like 10 or 12, actually, however many things, uh, eight, again, eight, like of the hardest things you could, you could have done for that expansion's year. Uh, and then for year three, they did, Hey, have you played an ass load of this game from the last three years? Uh And it was like, some of the stuff was time gated. Like you had to have played the game during certain, certain part of the of the game's lifespan uh-huh. and if you hadn't then you just couldn't complete that you know what's weird man is trophies um in general because unless you're associated with said trophy you have no fucking idea what it's for you know what i'm saying right like you look at your shirts i don't know what the fuck any of that means it just looks like you're wearing a fucking Destiny and you know what's shirt. funny is is i could tell you what each one of these are yeah i know and that's like what I'm saying, like like whatever you skip wrestling medals. Unless you were to look at it and say, Oh, it says wrestling on it. Right. I don't fucking know what it's right. for. I could be a goddamn I mean, I have, fat swimmer. Acting re- uh, I have acting awards and stuff like that from high school. Yeah. And like you cannot look at that and tell me what that is. It's any trophy, like especially those general trophies that are just like a big ass cup and it's just embroidered yeah. at the bottom real small, so like no one knows what it is unless you go and look at it. Like, that's... The trophies are just weird, man. Yeah. I and mean, people cherish... Like, I want a belt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I no, want No, I get it. Like, these these are some of my, like... As ridiculous as it sounds, like, I, these mean so much to me that they shouldn't... I want to get a sword. Okay, so anyway. So... <laughs> you know I'm going to I'm gonna keep talking to you about this. That's what you should get. Anyway. Like a sword from Destiny. So... Destiny. <laughs> um... So this year they did something really cool where they took five campaign missions from the like 18 mission long campaign or whatever yeah. and redesigned them okay and made them super fucking hard okay um and it was it was super interesting like they they gave you this armor set that you could upgrade yep. in in three uh stages mm-hmm. um it doesn't it sounds like you're being sarcastic as fuck right now I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm like reading and I'm listening. I'm trying to envision what you're talking about. Um, so this, this armor set's really cool because it's the armor set that you kind of start the game with, um, where it, it was like this scorched armor that is based on the parade design from this concept art. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start with this scorched set, which is a green set and it's a really low power level and you have to do these super hard so they like level up and shit. Yeah. So after you complete all of these super tough tasks, you get the blue set, which is the white set that you saw right there. Um, I know that doesn't make sense. The blue yeah, that rarity warlock looks dope. The warlock set is freaking awesome. The titan looks really good. They all the look hunter. Really good. The hunter looks, I think, honestly, the coolest. I, I yeah, like the maxed out one. Yeah. That looks like look at his face, man. So man, look at that. That's sick. 
it's like the hardest things that you could possibly do in the game. Bro, I want to play Destiny, man. I want to go. I have to go get like AT and T internet, man. We're not gonna talk about that right now. Let me finish talking about this, and then we'll talk. I'll talk to you about your internet service provider off air. <laughs> um. So yeah, so you get this gear and you can level it up and stuff. And like, I haven't even finished one set. And I'm already trying to work on my second set. Yeah. You get something really cool. You get a really cool exclusive ship if you do all three sets to maximum level, um, which is super time consuming. Like, I've, it's, this event's been going on since, fuck, early, early August, like, I think a week or two ago. Like, it's been going on for almost two weeks. Really? And since the 31st. And I haven't even finished 100% completion on one set yet. Like, there is some really fucking hard stuff to do. And that's just because, you know, I work 40 hours a week. You know, people people who don't have full-time jobs or whatever are, are knocking it out. But between working, you know, a full work week and then coming home to fucking sleep, it's hard to find time to just grind this out. It's a really cool event. Really cool stuff. Um, the, the Redux missions are, are awesome. They're super challenging and they've implemented really cool challenges like... You have to be a specific class to generate these specific colored orbs that correlate to whatever um, element type your class is, your subclass is. And you have to like do specific things to generate these orbs and to collect so many of them. Uh, you have to get like 30 super kills in the uh, Crucible. You have to complete each of these campaign missions like twice on each character. Mm-hmm. And they just get harder every time you do them. Um, and there's some really cool stuff and it's all leading up to the fall expansion Forsaken, which I've talked a little bit about on the show and everything that they keep showing about this, it just looks cooler and cooler and cooler. Like there's two new destinations for it. There's the Tangled Shore, which is like this asteroid belt that's all been strapped together with wires and... Why is it called the Shore? The Tangled Shore? Because it, it takes place out near the reef, which is the asteroid belt in our solar system, which is like the furthest out Mm -hmm. that the light reached. In our solar system, supposedly. Um, it's not true, because there's stuff on the other side of the asteroid belt, like Saturn and shit like that, that we go to all the time. But anyway, um, that was like the furthest out that humanity escaped before the fucking world ended. Okay. Um, so that's the reef, that's where the Awoken hang out. Uh, the blue characters, the the... Like, super fantasy-looking characters yeah. and stuff. That's where the Awoken are from, is from the Reef. Um, so the Tangled Shore, it's a good play on words or whatever. Uh, and it's all these, like, strapped-together asteroid belts that you hang out on. Um, it's a whole new destination. You know, the, most of the campaign is going to take place there. And then, for the first time ever, they built an endgame destination. Where... The raid, like, in-game activities, like, super high-level challenging stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that's going to be exclusively on this destination. And it's called the Dreaming City. And it's supposed to be the Awoken Homeworld. And that shit looks fucking awesome. I am so excited about that stuff. Uh, they just showed off, like, the gameplay changes. Uh-huh. You played a little bit of D2 uh, during the beta. And we talked about that on the show. And you weren't a huge fan of the changes that they would made. So they just did a gameplay reveal for year two and the way that it's going to work. Yeah. Um, they're changing the weapon slots. Yeah, that was the th- that was the thing I was telling you about is like, I will I will play this game once they fix the shit out of yeah. the light. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, Forsaken's doing Forsaken, that. Yeah, I know exactly. That's why I'm excited for Forsaken. Um, you know, I really, I think I'm going to go buy Destiny 2 um, for sure. 
once Forsaken comes yeah. out. I just need to I need to put some time in because I probably fucking suck at that game. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing is, is if you wait until Forsaken comes out, you get, um, you get a character boost. Yeah. Which just like with the Taken King back in Destiny One, you activate it and it gets you up to like Forsaken. <laughs> it gets you up to Forsaken ready levels, so it gets you up to level thirty. And it gets you up to power level, I think, 350 about is where it's going to put you. Maybe just 300 even. Fantastic. Um, so you can just skip all of the old content and just do the Forsaken stuff. Can I do, like, the story and stuff? Yeah. Like, the, the original story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that stuff's still going to be totally available to you. Um, but whenever you boot up the game with Forsaken, you'll see this new director and everything. So I think you and I should play through the whole... I, I'd totally be down for that. Yeah, I'd be down. Um, Before I do any Karushi beer. Yeah. Because Karushi beer is hard, man. So, really cool changes and stuff coming, man. Destiny is really fun right now, and I'm super excited for the expansion. It comes out in less than a month. September 4th. Woo-woo. I'm fucking hyped for it. How hyped? Like, I was, I was so excited for D2 at launch. I was so excited about it, because I put like 1,500 hours into D1. Yeah. Um... And then it was kind of a letdown in a lot of ways. I tried to avoid saying that as long as possible because I thought maybe if I don't say it, I won't feel that way. But D two, yeah, yeah, no, that and, was my thing. and that was D one even. Like the t- what the Tekken King did for D one, Forsaken has to do for D two. I think that one reason why you liked Destiny so much initially was that you're so connected with Bungie because of I mean Halo, Halo and, and stuff like that. Like, that was like we played we played Marathon. With Alex back in the day. Yeah. On PC, like, back in, like, the fucking 90s when we were toddlers, basically. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. It's just, it's insane. Um, It's insane where we come from. Like, how far, like, video games have come. Yeah. Like, Halo 1, I was thinking about it, like, we were playing with Josh back in the day. Yeah. And it was like, that game was shitty. (laughs) It wasn't shitty, but, like... Graphically, especially. I mean, if, like, you, if you God look damn. at it today, I can see what you're saying, yes. Yeah. Back in the day, though, you're like, this is nice that was. Level. I mean, it was revolutionary. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> right. I mean, no other console shooter had ever really done what Halo had done. Like, up to that point, you had, like, GoldenEye and fucking... That was it. And GoldenEye wasn't exactly a fun experience. I like I know that that's. I know that that's, like, sacrilege. And, like, I'll be burned at the stake for saying that. But play GoldenEye on a Nintendo 64. Play Fortnite right and see now. how dumb that shit is. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I mean, that's that's basically all I wanted to talk about. You Just know, kind of ramble a little bit about what's going on you in know Destiny. what Fortnite is? It's Minecraft and PUBG had a child. No. I don't want to hear you say this. Because... <laughs> Why are you so anti-not-your-views? You're like, you know what? I don't agree, so let's not talk about it. Well, it's not that. It's just like... Millions and millions of people... Love Fortnite. Yeah, uh, they, we don't have millions and, of followers. And so. uh, I think I think it's significantly better than most games out there right now. Mm. I don't know. You just don't like it because you don't play it. I've tried to play it. What, like twice? Uh, three times. Oh my god! And every time I play it, I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever done in my life. Every time, I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. I have a. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't. Every time I play it. I like just eat a house or whatever you do with it, and 
I was like, this is dumb. Now I'm going to just shit out another Some house. Some amazing insight here. <laughs> so basically all you do is like, you just I'm, like, I'm gonna non-vomit a with, with a motherfucking pickaxe. And then you're just like, oh, let me just shit out some fucking platforms for me to hide behind while you're Jesus. shooting me. God damn. You imagine Halo and you just start like, like Halo Forge team deathmatch. <laughs> like you're just fucking out there trying to kill each other. And then some guy just starts putting up a fucking wall and you're like, well, <laughs> but like, here's the thing is Fortnite's built around it. What was that one thing called in Halo three? That big ass room that was like a forge playground. Uh, well there was foundry foundry. I think that's and it. And then there was sandbox later on. Yeah. Sandbox was cool too. Foundry, I think, was dope. Yeah. Like that was we played Griff Ball and shit. In yeah, Griff Ball. I miss that man. Some good times. Well, childhood we'll, we'll talk and about, video game story. We'll talk about some some childhood games that we liked next time. Man, you remember that game I've always tried to tell you about, where the guy has a fucking cannon on his arm? You know what I'm talking about, or no? He's cans on his arms and he floats. It was on PlayStation One. And he like he's in a red and purple like jumpsuit. And you just go around and you shoot shit out of his cannon arm. I think I do know what you're talking about. Do you know about. what I'm talking about? I think I can find it. Don't know what game that is. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. No idea. About. And I honestly never played it. I just saw it on the demo <laughs> Yeah, screen. the demo disc that we had. Yeah. And like Some I never... PS1 demo disc. Remember that that um, that lawn mowing game? Yeah. Where there was PC like... With yeah. the zombies? Yeah. Yeah. That was... That was, that was back at Momo's house. Momo yeah. got us started on our video game addictions. And fucking uh, Papa had it on his computer at the Stoneyard. Uh-huh. And so that was that was crazy, man. It was fun stuff. I miss being a kid Well, sometimes. we'll talk about young video game stories next time. I miss being a kid. I do, too. Like Being I an miss, adult kind of fucking sucks like, I remember sometimes. whenever I was in high school, I was like, man, once you got out of high school, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> How's that going? I mean, I'm doing decent, but I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> and I only just started doing decent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm 21 years old. I'm fucking four years. I'm fucking four years removed, and I'm just barely getting by at Tell this me point. About it. Um, all right. Well, that was a good show. Yeah, it was a really good show. Yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter. Mixed us games for myself. Brandon is Brandon McFord on Instagram as well. Yeah, Instagram. If you want, if you want to like see something about my life, go to Instagram. Sure. I'm not on Twitter um, very often. And then follow follow the show on Twitter. Two bags of donuts. Two bags of donuts. <laughs> Two bags of donuts. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys for for listening. We'll catch you on the niggity. Nig- uh, nig- catch you on the the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> on the next one. Uh, bye bye. Uh, like